Hey there, mixologist. Moni here, and I would like to thank y'all for making it to another week of Mixing with Moni. I am conflicted and was not sure I was going to put out an episode today. Um, After much reflection and just thinking, I need to distract myself and I need to talk about things that have at least brought me a little bit of joy over the last week and for right now that's housewives and that's in bravo i will say and preface by saying that when that no longer seems to be the case that will be apparent (laughs) um i do also want to make a statement about the fact that things are probably going to change i need I need people to remember that I do this for free and it's not that I don't want to do it for free. It's not that I want to do it for money more. It's, I mean, I'm building a career teaching your children instead. Like I really want to do that. That's the career choice that I've made and that I'm happy with. So if this never amounts to anything other than people saying, hey, we like your stuff and I agree with some of your podcasts or Bravo takes, then great. You know, we have great conversations to have if we ever meet up in person for cocktails. If the world opens up without, you know, a threat of my life from a virus, that is, then great. However, I do this for free, which now means I need to do this for me. And as long as it serves me and as long as I'm happy and I'm enjoying myself, then hopefully you will want to enjoy things with me. When that's no longer the case, I need to free myself of the responsibility that I owe anyone or any person anything other than what is authentically me. Because I'd hope that when you subscribe to a podcast that has someone's actual name in the title, that you understand that the goal is for that person to be themselves. So that being said, I know that this has been a rough week and everyone has been very, some people have been very gracious and stuff on Instagram and everything and Twitter and all of that. But um, to be completely honest, I I feel like I have to say something. If you follow my stories and you see my Instagrams, you know that it's been very hard for me. I have been struggling with finding the balance between feeling like I need to respond to people's ridiculousness that I won't even call it hate but it gives it too much power it's just ridiculousness because there is absolutely no justification for murder (laughs) or racism and to think that you can come to a noticeably black like it's literally in the bio it's in the trailer everything to come to a noticeably black woman and try to work through your acceptable covert racisms and think that because you are not hurting anyone physically in your mind, that the things that you do and can do aren't still dangerous because they don't or can't still lead to the inevitable downfalls of my people, of Black people. It is possible 
to be a person of color and have a plight in America that is different different than my own. So I will not be looping everyone together and saying just people of color are struggling. We are all going through something that is true. In this moment, me as a Black woman is feeling a pain I cannot express and a fear that a lot of other people, even people of color, may not or do not know, in which case that is the difference in the separation where I normally have been fine with saying POC perspective and things like that. We are not all the same perspective, and that's just the case. So I'm going to just address this one time. I'm not going to say it again. I'm going to take the times that I need away from Instagram and social media, not because I feel like I'm overwhelmingly posting, but feel like I need to do more than just posting. And, and I, this is affecting me in a different way. So I'm going to just address this once. And then, yes, we will get into Housewives and Bravo, but this needs to be addressed. And I want to make it clear. I cannot stop being Black. I can't turn down my Blackness because it's too hard for you or anyone to hear or experience. Because, girl, it's too hard for me to experience, too. And the literal world is telling me to my face that that's just too damn bad. Yeah, we all need escapism. I get that. But I can't provide your escape by silencing what I can't escape. What I can and will do is continue to keep it real with you all the way I always have, bring you the things that bring me joy, challenge the things that have me disturbed, and call out the things and the people that have me fucked up. It's called perspective, and it's mine. And if you feel the need to unfollow or leave a bad review because you don't like my perspective of my own experience, then honestly, I'm sorry for you. But if you're cool with me telling you the truth and my opinion on all the things that affect my performance on this podcast, pop culture and not, which by the way, I literally say that in the trailer for my show, like that I see the world from a different perspective sometimes, which is why my deep dives seem so well informed because I'm not just coming from a place of, you know, this person's a monster or that person's like the best. I have informed reasons for why I think that based on my own difference in views and dealings with humanity. That's cool with you. Then let's do this and deep dive as always. I do want to say thank you to the many of you who get it and reached out on Instagram and Twitter. And that's mainly because I am being polite. Y'all were kind. You, some of you asked questions. You wanted to gain perspective and clarity. And honestly, you just didn't piss me off. And that's uh, uh, appreciated at this moment. To those of you that felt it necessary to debate my own experience, bring me your opinion of my outrage and the outrage of other people that you don't even understand. Hopefully, you have read the walking papers that I've handed you by now. Because I didn't have time for it, and I am not going to. I'm not going to make time for it. It's ridiculous. 
I'm responding to audience soon. I will be turning back on my replies and my stories, you know, eventually. But for now, I am cleaning house. I am taking care of me. And it's not going to be as painless as a block or a mute or a restrict anymore. Because I swear, some of, and this is just the fact. So if it doesn't apply to you, don't take it personally. But some of y'all that respond and some of the people that respond to me. So some of y'all's fellow mixers and mixologists that listen. Some of y'all are too, literally, too bitch-made for the shit you be doing. And I have to let you know. Like, to hide behind your keyboards and fix your fingers to say some of the wild shit you say to me. To justify, at this point, it's not even to justify your lack of racism. It's to justify your racism. And I'm not going to participate in that with you. I'm letting you know it now. This is just where we are. And things are going to change, but I'm not going to be made to feel a prisoner on my own fucking platform. Okay? Like, I'm not going to be made to feel... I'm not even going to let you think you have the opportunity to devalue or degrade me on something that is mine, with my name. It is hard enough that I, as a person in a Black body, feel devalued in a world I did not ask to be brought into, and now I'm just asking to leave out on close to my terms as possible. Like, that is it. That is it. And until you have had to have a conversation with your parents at six, that she might not be loved in 20 years or 15 years or 10 years or even now, because Tamir Rice, if you don't know who that is, look it up, was under the age of 12. I'm pretty sure. Tell that has to be the experience that you have for yourself or that you have to have for your kids. It is something that is impossible to understand. So do not come to me and try to figure out how you can get around understanding and accepting my pain. You just don't want to because I'm not going to have nice words for that. As eloquent as I try to be, I'm not going to have nice words for that. And you can thank my English degree for that because I can't imagine what I would do with this pain that I'm feeling and this fear, like legitimate fear that I'm feeling if I did not have words for it. I don't know what I would do with this pain. So if you want to know more about what you can do as an ally, if you're listening to this and you're like, I just want to help. How do I help? I, there are things I don't understand, things that I do. Honestly, Google it. And that's not meant to be shady. I just, not myself or other Black people are required to educate on how to stay on the side of right. And accolades can't just be given for doing the right thing. I cannot pat everyone on the back for understanding that what happened here was wrong. And what's sad is that it's not even this death. It's not even just this man. It is the man who died while jogging and it took months for them to be arrested. It is the woman who died in her own home in Kentucky. She can't even sleep. Her boyfriend can't even protect his house because if you don't know, the police did not announce who they were, which is why a man thought someone was breaking into his home 
and needed to protect him and his girlfriend, his family, which is what many people do. But apparently you can't do it if you look like me. And that is a scary fact. And for when it happens at the hand of the people that I'm supposed to call when I feel like I'm in trouble, but now I don't know if that is the best thing to do for myself when I'm in trouble. And so therefore, I don't feel like I can do anything if I'm in trouble. Imagine the kind of hopelessness that that must feel like. And you know what? For some people, you won't be able to imagine it because I can't even fathom the own, my own fear. I can't even fathom my own fear and what it means to be in this body. When I have to think twice before doing things, I have to tell my cousins, my uncles, my father to think twice before doing things to alter this and not do that and to see them wear things different and code switch just to be like, hey, we're not a threat and to still be seen as that anyway, it's exhausting. You don't get a good job ticket when you don't speed, right? Like you don't get that. And then says, hey, thanks for not speeding. Here's your ticket of greatness. So I can't really congratulate anyone on knowing that murder is wrong, especially when it's clearly targeted and clearly disproportionate. I'm, I, 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 I don't know what else to tell you. I, I can't be grateful that there's just one less bad one in the group because I don't want there to be any. I, I don't. So call me naive, maybe, but when it comes to a point where I'm seeing, I'm feeling relief that the a large amount of white people that follow me are not bigoted. It's it's both a blessing and a curse because while I'm relieved, it makes me sad that I was so afraid to feel this pain because of the audiences that I have and the the the, the majority of it not being people that look like me. And I've never had a problem with that. And I don't have a problem with that. I believe there is a voice that, and a void that I can feel and a voice for Bravo that needs to be heard from a perspective that it just isn't a white woman. I just do. And it's not that I, mean, I have plenty of other podcasters who are white women and white men. And we will get to that in a second on why I took a certain episode down or made some changes. It, it's not to say I don't want other people on my show. I think that Bravo has potential to be better because it is such a common bonder. So sometimes I want to call it out with other people, people that I want to be shady with and have fun with that I don't really care what they look like because it does not matter in this situation. But when it comes to a point where I feel relieved that my inbox is at least 88% not scary or not pissing me off or not devaluing me, that is, under, please understand why I have to take a break. Please understand why I continue to post in the midst of all the other bragging that's going on, why I can't always focus on just that. Please understand that. Because the relief that I feel that I'm not going to be verbally attacked racially, it leads to me put, taking a, a guard down. And then when I open the one, that is so asinine, it's a reaffirmation 
then it was never safe to assume this. It was just, I got lucky that the people that follow me are at least decent at the, at the very least. The bar is apparently in hell, but at least the people who follow my page and listen to my podcast are decent. And I just need that reaffirmation sometimes that the, at the core, the people in the community, the group that I built around this podcast, this mixer, it sometimes is growing out of my control. So I, I get nervous that I don't know who is coming into our group now, but the core people are decent. And the sadness is that I have to, I feel relief about that. I wasn't sure about that. But that is the only reason why I can't say thank you for being decent because I thought it was the human thing to do. And it seems like now the human standards, they, they seem to change and then they don't change. And then unfortunately, I want to say if you are more or equally outraged by the destruction of property as you are the senseless murder of a man that was fueled by a system of covert racism in this country that was deemed acceptable up until there was an unscheduled death, literally you need to check yourself. You do. Because I want to make it very clear that the reason that I myself do not promote the riots and the violence and the the looting of this quote-unquote community, which by the way, y'all love to use the word community when literally we feel betrayed by this so quote-unquote community. We feel unwelcomed in this community. So excuse some people for not wanting to protect that community. But the reason I'm against such action is simply because I don't want it to ever be used as an excuse to kill more of my people. That's it. I get nervous of the safety of the people that are there in these situations who are so frustrated and they may not be able to defend themselves because they're putting themselves in a line of vulnerability where they could be hurt or worse. That is my reason. I do want to read something. But let me just tell y'all, Target has insurance. I'm sorry. I just have to say it. Target has insurance. Businesses have insurance. Yes, we need to protect small business owners and things like that. But let me tell you right now what else we need to protect. This man's family doesn't have daddy replacement insurance. There's no policy for that. So there are people who are at a level of anger and fear and frustration because they are genuinely feeling so helpless, so hopeless, because literally what is the point? If we could get killed by a pandemic or the people we're supposed to call when we're supposed to be protected, what what do we, like, what is it that we can do to make this easier for y'all? for anyone to let us live. What can we do? Often, we are seen as a threat minding our own fucking business. Honestly, what is it we can do? I want to read a statement that was written by a really great and intelligent 
beautiful follower of mine. Um, her name is Shy. Uh, she has a podcast called Black Girl Neurosis Podcast, and she reads books, and she is so smart and amazing and local. So when this pandemic is over, girl, we will hit it on up once it's safe. But she responded to this question of why the looting. And I appreciate the people who are like, help me understand instead of this isn't the answer because you don't know what the answer is, girl, because you don't even ask the question every day, but we do. Our question is how do we stay alive? And if you're telling me this isn't the answer, but apparently walking peacefully and doing stuff wasn't the answer either. So here's what she has to say for those. And I quote, for those in the quote, this isn't the answer community who aren't just choosing to be intentionally obtuse, but truly just don't understand. She means about the riots and stuff. Let me explain. Violent resistance draws attention to injustices and throughout history, they have often led to social change. I would like to sidebar and say, if you want to debate that, Look at how quickly the officer in the Gregory, um, in the Mr. Floyd's death was arrested compared to the people in Ahmaud Arbery's death when the video was seen by the police in multiple channels. Just look at the timeline. That's all I have to say. Back to her statement. America was founded on riots. The most notable riot in American history was the Boston Tea Party, and it was a pivotal part of the American Revolution. Riots are the desperate response of people, of desperate people, who feel as though they have no other recourse. When Black people protest peacefully, they are met with violence from the police. That would be the tear gas that was brought to a lot of the rallies that I've been in, in D.C., but literally nothing even happened. They just brought tear gas just in case. Back to her. More often than not, the riots you see on the news started off as a quiet demonstration and became riots once the police showed up in riot gear and started gassing people. So what recourse do people whose mere presence is seen as a threat have? Real question. Fear is a powerful emotion, especially white fear. I was scared, quote unquote, is often the justification for so many of the injustices that happen to Black people. Look no further than Amy Cooper, and that's a great sidebar. If you are not aware and infuriated by the fact that on the same day this man died in Minneapolis or Minnesota, that this woman in Central Park, Amy Cooper, knew that by threatening a man, to call the cops on him because he had the audacity to tell her to put her dog on a leash. She would get him scared and run him off. And then to hear her inflection and her voice change and tell the cops that he was threatening her and to threaten him that she was going to tell them he was threatening her and attacking her or whatever. She knew what she was doing. And that is the point. She knew what it would do. And that is the point. That's that covert ops racist shit. That's that covert shit. 
But that's not even covert no more because we see you, Amy. We saw what happened. So when people say things like, well, being called Karen is an insult on the internet. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we do mean it as an insult because we are genuinely insulted by the denial of a privilege that is had in this country where you know you can call the cops, tell them you are being threatened by an African-American man, and you know they will come and deal with this man for you. Because again, the audacity of him to speak to you and tell you what to do. And before you think it, it won't be you, honest to God, you don't know. So all I got to say to Amy is I'm glad your dog was taken back by the adopt the pet adoption agency because how dare you use their pets to pro to promote and deliver your racism back to this statement and then we are done riots are how we weaponize that fear they are a call to action that cannot be ignored this spur they spur indictments and investigations. They cause people in positions of power to resign and they force us to re-examine oppressive systems. For those calling for peace from the oppressed in the face of violence from the oppressor and those more concerned with property damage than injustice and the blatant disregard for Black lives with all due respect. And that means none. Shut the fuck up. Now is when that white silence would actually be appreciated. And if you are feeling offended by this, understand, welcome to the club. Because I am very feeling very offended by everything these days. I'm feeling offended by media justification of this. I'm feeling offended of, well, he was a criminal then. Goddamn book him. Arrest him and take him to the jail and the, put him through the justice system that y'all so lovingly want to praise. But now it's getting to a point where we're not even worth being in the jail cell. The value is not even to have us there. Now it is, we, we don't even need to go. Why waste the paperwork? Like, to hear I've heard many, this one black cop who's being very viral, been viral on Instagram say four to one, the optics, the instruction of four men, period, not even well-trained men, though they are tactically trained, four to one. And him to still be seen as a threat face down in cuffs with four to one while pinned. It is bullshit and people are tired of bullshit the same way we get mad when the check isn't right at brunch and we don't get the order right or we can't get our you know we uh, we can't get into the store without a mask we can't go to our favorite salons and we feel the need to get mad and protest and bring our AK-47s and our guns and our fury to the gym so that we can go into the gym again and we don't want our rights, you know, squandered on Kelly Dodd, right? Like we want to go to the quiet woman and we want to be out there. How dare you tell us we can't be out there? Same way we don't like that and we have that outrage. Some people are just, you see what, it ha- what happens when you're just tired? Are you over it? Some people are just over it. And she made a great point. This is a major part of American history. My own alma mater, 
is a part of a fantastically infamous riot of Maryland. It's the school I went to, University of Maryland, versus uh, Duke. And they won and terrorized their own city of my college town. And they won the game. So, yes, sure. That was a long time ago. The Boston Tea Party is a part of history. And we aren't that way anymore. I would venture to ask you to reconsider that thought. We might not be at a place where we need to throw tea in the river anymore, but apparently we are not far from the place where there is a separation and how we treat each other, respect each other, and value each other. And if it's not you, that's great, but apparently it's still someone. So we're not far enough out of history yet. So before you judge people for being angry and scared so much so that they physically cannot contain their own frustration anymore before you judge them because your target is under attack maybe just maybe just listen watch for the pain of those people and not for the pain of that store i'm not saying it's right i'm saying that this is so wrong you get overwhelmed by how frustrated wrongdoing is overlooked. And if you think, well, there's proper outrage for this man, understand that we are now at a place where we have at least six or more quote unquote hashtag Black Lives Matter deaths a summer within the course of, in the span of weeks weeks to days. And that's not to count the ones that happen throughout the year. But something happens in the summer where, you know, we feel that our lives are in more of a fear, a fearful place where we need to be more scared. And apparently that's that fear isn't reverent enough because it's still a matter of making sure we know where the power dynamics are. And you're you're talking about people who have been cooped up in their homes for so many weeks, days, and months because they were told the threat was outside and it was in the form of a virus that could kill them. And now the threat is anywhere. That threat doesn't even take the day off. They can't even take the time off of racism during a pandemic. And that is enough to make anyone, anyone exhausted. I have access to much mental health. I consider my struggles that I've had with racism in my very short few decades on this earth. I consider mine to be mild simply because the bar is apparently so low that it's just I haven't been killed. And I have not physically felt that I was going to be killed. Though my fear of that is every day when dealing with certain things and in certain situations, I have not been killed and I have not felt like I could be killed in a moment. So that is apparently meaning that my experience with racism wasn't that bad yet. And because of that, and the fact that I've grown up with a considerable amount of privilege from my parents who were just determined to give me a life different than the fears and the disadvantages they had growing up. 
I consider myself lucky. And if I'm frustrated with access to mental health, with access to things and with uh, growing up in an environment that did not appear as threatening as some people, the, the, the virus that they grow up in, if I'm frustrated, I cannot imagine what other people are going through. And I don't want to imagine their hurt because I'm trying hard to funnel my own. So with that being said, if you have made it to this point, then yes, you deserve a treat. And yes, we will get into Bravo. I appreciate you. If you feel after this, the need to unfollow or one star me or whatever for speaking my truth, that is your prerogative. But my God, did you have this wrong? You really have to look into something else. There's something that's wrong with yourself. And to be honest, I'll keep a disclaimer in the description. Don't listen at all if you don't even want this. Because there's no point in you telling me in any way, shape, or form of an unfollow, a DM, a one-star review, anything that you don't want to hear about what I have to say on my podcast with my name in the title that you tune in to listen to me talk about, talk to you every week about things you want to hear. I don't demand you to do anything. So do not demand me to do anything. But I need people to know this is the experience that informs my view take of the things that we watch because it informs my view take of the world that I live in and how I perceive. So that being said, if you have heard or learned anything from this. I hope it is just think first with empathy and respect before trying to dissect something you may feel you know something about, but you truly just may not. And if you are a person of color or a black person who still feels like you have such a strong opinion on how this should be handled, that's great. I hope you were able to exercise this and I hope you're able to just keep it as an opinion so it never has to happen to you. But until you are single-handedly targeted for so much unnecessary injustice and, and literal dehumanization, in a country that you're supposed to love and call your own, that I do love and call my own, which is what makes it so fucking frustrating when I feel betrayed and like I have to be scared to live here because I don't know how to navigate life here anymore. Because what is it? it? It isn't don't upset. It isn't don't jog. It isn't don't respond. It isn't anything. If you are at this point where you hear me and you want to do something, again, I said you can Google how to be a great ally, and I think it will explain it a lot better than even I could. If you feel for me, I, 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 I love you, but don't. It's, it's not okay, but it's something that cannot be fixed with condolences or with matching, you know, empathy with sympathy, because at this point, change needs to occur. But sadly, people do not feel like change will occur, at least not in my lifetime. 
So all I want at all is speak in the places that I can't reach. Challenge yourself. Challenge your friends, coworkers, family members. I don't have Thanksgiving with these people. I don't have Thanksgiving and access to the people who could determine the fate of me or someone else one day. I will do my best to bring about the most love and compassion for all of my tiny humans that I teach and encounter and work with. But please know that they do not see any difference amongst each other. They see potential friendship and that's it. So anything that happens from then on out is not up to them. It is up to us. It is up to what they see from us, what they hear from us. And I would love to live in a world where my cute, adorable students who want so good for each other and for everyone else and who get it somehow better than even we do, I would love for some of them to not be seen as threats when they stop being cute. I would love for others to not see anyone else as a threat and forget what it was to be friends with everybody. And if your answer is, well, I don't see color, I don't teach my kids to see color, it's the wrong one. I got to tell you. We need to address what is done, what is being done poorly here so that we can course correct fucking immediately for the sake of these children. Because if I don't get to live a life where I feel safe or welcomed in my own home because I'm in a body I didn't pick, I at least want it for kids. I at least want it for the next generation, for these young individuals who are growing up and seeing that apparently it don't get better from the history books. So I understand why they're saying what the hell is the point. But for these young kids, we can make a difference. They're watching us. And I think we really, really need to be careful about what they see. Explain to them why people are so angry. And if you don't know, ask, Google, look it up, ask me. It is, I am not short of enough, of enough anguish to where I can't share my experience. I appreciate you listening. I want to transition and talk about the things that are making me feel good right now, this week. And it will be done alone because there have been even some betrayals on top of everything that has happened in the news and the media this week. And some betrayals have taken place that I am not ready to diffuse. And and unfortunately, some of them are racially charged. And that's just the way it is. Because, of course, why not? Just add fuel to the fire. So I would like to apologize to anyone who has heard an episode of recent weeks with anyone that has offended them, that has made them feel like they know who these people are and they're not okay with, you know, them as an individual or anything. And they are upset. I appreciate you not taking it out on me. I, information is new to me of 
you know, potential guests that I've had or guests that I, not potential, actual guests that I've had, it's new to me that they are um, insensitive ass jerks. I'm not even going to try to be polite about it. Not good, not good people. I'm sorry. Like I am not here to be cute anymore. It is a new dawn and a new day of mixing with Monty. So if you want to be in this mix and I suspect the numbers will dwindle, that's fine. I'm going to still keep talking. And I'm going to keep talking shit. I'm also going to keep talking truth. I'm sorry if you didn't like some of the people that I've had on here because you found some things out or know some things or you were offended. I get it now. I should have listened to my gut. I did not know before. I've had suspicion. All of us should be listening to our intuition more. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. I know better now. Things are going to change. Period. Let us dive into please god let us dive into bravo we're gonna do that now i appreciate you listening but now it's time to have some fun first up let's go new york because i didn't talk about it last week all right so we will get started with roni i have very very little energy for any of this, but I will say talking about some of this other stuff helps me. And like I said, new era, and I'm going to just do what makes me happy. And hopefully somebody will be happy along with me. (sighs) What's going on over in Roni? I won't say this episode was, you know, so exciting because again, Roni is not one for a plot. It really just likes to have a consistent you know, basis of just good content. Like, it's just nothing groundbreaking, nothing amazing is happening. There's no major central point like a, you know, there's no producer edit of just a black screen with white letters that says so-and-so stopped filming with the group for this amount of days. It's really just every day they fight, every day they're drunk, every day they make up, every day they talk about sex, and that's it. And it's fine. It's fun to watch. It's fun to look at sometimes. So, it's okay that what's going on with Roni is nothing, you know, major. We kind of expect that. I do think it contributes to why their ratings are so low because you don't need to watch it at the first time it comes on. You can wait and really not miss anything. And really, you don't even have to, like, pay attention. Um, so, yes, Leah and The Exorcist, we will talk about that. However, beforehand, I think it's important to note that... Um, Leah has been known to, she's actually written articles, I know one of, in particular, um, and I believe Hype Bay, uh, you can go and you can Google it. She has a bipolar 2 diagnosis and struggle, which is like a manic depressive disorder that causes her, at least in 2016 when the article was written, to have to be on some level of medication and have to basically take a lot of different approaches to her everyday activities. And I think maybe that contributed to her nine years of not drinking. Maybe she didn't want to speak speak about it on camera. But regardless, the fact is the fact. That is really triggered, though, by a lot of anxiety. She's made it clear that she did not want to go on this trip off camera. Her and Ramona are, like, going through some major ass, like, fight off camera on Instagram. And it is involving Avery, who apparently is, like, allegedly a monster. Ooh, more on that another day when I have the energy for it. But um, 
they've been going back and forth or something and Leah has been really coming after Ramona because I mean Ramona was judgy as hell like yes it wasn't right I guess for Leah to what invite her sister but she didn't she asked Ramona if she could and Ramona said yes don't say yes to things you don't want to say yes to and I will say it whether it was tacky or not for Leah to invite her sister ask for her sister to be able to come just to dinner not the whole weekend truly what like I cannot stand a rescinded invitation. I do not like when people do that. They change their mind. They're wishy-washy. Please, please tell me yes if someone can come, but tell me no if they cannot. And it seemed like Sonia, if anything, had the biggest issue with anybody coming than anybody else. And Sonia and Ramona really like everything to be the way they like it. They're down to a T. Ramona had a fucking binder. Like, with her readers on it and, like, a highlight uh, um, highlight on one side, bullpoint pen on the other. Like, she was legitimately against anybody disrupting her perfect itinerary. But nevertheless, I think Leah just really wanted someone there who was on her side, really wanted to have her sister with her, and wanted to, you know, be able to bond with the girls, but was anxious about doing so because this group is hard as hell. We see it, we know it. They're wild, they're mean. It, it's the facts are the facts. And she just wanted her sister there. And I can understand that. And so obviously her sister was not needed because my gosh, the woman was not okay. She was downing the drinks left and right. And then the exorcism began. I mean, yes, it was beautiful. Cape God, Cape God. They were reminding me of Cape God. Um, Newport is gorgeous. Tinsley reminds us that she has the life these, these ladies really often wished they had and she doesn't even make a big point of it it's just this was the life that she used to always have and they're like oh my god we're going to Newport and she's like yeah been here it's cool yeah I agree sure let's go to Newport visit my mom you know so I think that was beautiful it was great sure um rich little beach town when it gets too warm in the south apparently but we get to this dinner because that's the most important part. What's not important is whether or not Tinsley is a baby for bringing her own pillow. That's just damn hyperallergenic, okay? I You shouldn't always sleep with other people's pillows. Don't trust people sometimes. I'm sorry with how much they claim. Not to mention, I love my pillow. I won't go flat from Target 2019 collection, though this is about three three years old. Um, but the 20, 2019 collection is lit. I suggest it. The won't go flat pillow. This is not an ad from Target. And if I could take it everywhere with me, I would too. So I don't fault her. So that's not something worth really, you know, d- diving into. So we'll just get to the dinner. Leah and a lot of shots. I mean, and up front with the shots. We had wine and like in the in the bus and we were drinking before everybody else got there. She was clearly nervous. She wanted to loosen up, have a good time because why not? And it got real, real fast. We had drapes ripping and grass crunched on and rolling around and, you know, people were kicking feet and legs were being moved and it was a lot. And I'm not going to stop and say it's not a lot, but I think that if she is still on medication, allegedly, then it probably was a mix. If she was anxious, then that was probably, you know, an offset. Is it something to excuse the behavior? No, but I'm just saying perspective is key. <laughs> um, additionally, the main girl thing with Leah in general 
it, it kind of would trigger the exorcism thing. Like, don't be mean. Like, I get that we are watching Housewives to be mean, but the New York girls had a special level of being just like snobby mean girls better than I've seen anybody else do. It's incredible. They suddenly have a line when it comes to anyone outside of their group. Suddenly they're just not cool with any of the shits, the tattoos or the, the not, the girl sent her pajamas. Sonia sent her pajamas to go to a fashion show thinking that she was what, going to wear anything of class? Like it's a level of snob I've never seen. And I don't for a second think Dorinda is trying to be an actual ally to, to, to uh, Leah. I think she's just like, look, this is someone who's more drunk than me who they're more mad at than me. No one's going to look at me if, if Lee's all, you know, all over the place. So of course they'll be friends. And if anything, Tinsdale is the only friend that she has, you know, standing up to everyone except for Dorita and letting the girls know, you know, she doesn't have, she didn't say she was an alcoholic. So let's choose our words very carefully and be careful what we label people. But she didn't say she was an alcoholic. She said she stopped drinking for nine years. Well, my wife, that's not the same thing. That was a choice. Do I think Leah probably has an alcohol problem? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I'm not a, a psychiatrist. I can't judge her. I don't know. But she, the, the point is at this moment, that's not what she wasn't in AA. She wasn't in recovery. She said she made a choice. So we can't label her and put her in a group that we don't know her to be in. Uh, Elise can really shut the fuck up like again every extent of the phrase shut the fuck up it's annoying like Elise no one was talking to you and for you to just want to insert yourself but we don't even know who you are or why you're here and apparently you are also a monster allegedly in the streets to uh, former employees and wait wait or uh, maids and stuff like that so maybe you should be quiet because if we look too deep at you, we're, we're looking into some trouble apparently. Um, I don't know where she got off being so condescending and judgy to Leah the next day. And I don't even like this girl, but they made, they made it really hard for me to not side with her because what was this? This was a level of judgy that I didn't even find shady. It wasn't even fun. It wasn't executed in a fun, shady way that I'm going to have fun with at the reunion. It was, what would your daughter think? Like, girl, you know, that's, that's the lowest of blows. Don't do that. Don't bring up somebody's kid. That's not what we need to be doing here. Just say you was on another one last night. What is wrong with you? Didn't know that you were back in college. Like, did you think you were back in college? You could easily make it shady, judgy, instead of being like, "What would your daughter say? What if she did what you did? What if she turns out just like you?" That's just nasty. I can't laugh to that. That's not a memeable moment. That's just mean. So, do I want it to be less mean? No, I just want the mean to be worth it or be happy or be funny because this is just mean to be mean to somebody who's not like you, but none of us are like you. So really it just comes off as offensive to the rest of the world. Not mean in a shady way that I can get behind or when someone's able to really defend themselves because though, I mean, y'all love Leah, but she, she was feeling very, very attacked and it showed. And it's sad because she has a leg to stand on here. They're being bitches. So she could fight, but it's by herself. At least, I don't even know who you are or why you're picking a fight with us. Us, I'm not even involved in this. Or why you're picking a fight, period. But it was an un, 
fair argument and a better one could have been made even in the exact same tone because we plenty of people have kids get drunk get shit faced so you don't say to them what would their children say to them or what if their children act the same way newsflash the children just might act the same way or different or worse or better when they get to college and they go through life and become adults we will never know we'll find out then but for the time being so her daughter's like 12 calm down when she gets to college she might have wild nights that doesn't make her mom a terrible mother or the daughter any a terrible daughter so miss me with that Elise. whoever you are just go back into the hole you came out out of I'm, I'm over her and she's only spoken twice Tinsley and Dorinda, Tinsdale and Dorita, that should just be an end. That's never going to happen. It's like fetch. We cannot make it happen. It won't happen. They want it to happen. It's non-repairable. There is a level of jealousy there, misunderstanding, insecurity, all the above that is just working at such a faster race than both of their any good intentions that they might have. So let that go. Found out we don't just go to Newport. So I'm very happy about that because for a while I was very concerned that Newport was the only trip we went on. Apparently we go to Mexico. Thank you for the two people who had that information because I was really looking. So good for them. Moving on to Atlanta. Final part of the reunion. We have Yavana, who is telling us that Nini put her up to all of this shit the recordings, the snake gate, the everything. And I got a lot of response of whether or not we believe her. And a lot of y'all are like more concerned about her being full-time than anything else. I need to remind y'all, it is like record that Marlo has had the chance to have her own show before on, I think, WeTV with Candy allegedly being the producer and even Candy and we were, were like, she's really hard to pin down to film. She's very cagey, allegedly, about what she wants to talk about on film. Businesses, money, men, all of the above. And what people don't know is when you become a full-time housewife, it becomes your full-time job. There's call times and there's call locations and there's travel and there's scheduling and things you have to do. Versus being a friend of who pretty much just show up to certain parties at certain points. And to go from just partying and stirring up drama and getting some kind of check to being full time and getting a check based on possible episodes you appear on or how many times you film or where you go, and what you do and how much you talk about. There's a lot of more stipulations because it's more money. And that makes sense. It's anybody else's job. That would be the case. But for Marlo, we need to be making sure she even wants a peach. Yes, we want her to have a peach. But I think she would prefer to stay a little cagey. And I am saddened, but also I understand because Marlo, for whatever reason, needs to protect herself from whatever it is that she is, <laughs> she does. And whatever that is, it's her business. And she don't want to, you know, the world to know it for the sake of a coin, but because she's getting her coin somewhere else, I'm not going to be mad at her. Cough, cough possibly sugar daddies allegedly cough cough so that being said also she has these new boys and everything like that so she has to really be careful and protect you know their image as well but 
maybe this is enough to give her full-time status without having to talk about too much of her finances or anything else because she does have these boys. Um, and I would like to see her film with them and being a mom T. I think that would be really cute. And I think it's really important. Um, beyond that, though, if Yovana ends up getting the role of full-time housewife, I wouldn't be surprised. She's incredibly much cheaper labor probably than Anini Leaks or anybody else, or even a Cynthia Bailey, if Cynthia really is allegedly leaving and moving to California, where she already is. So is it alleged? I don't know. But where her family is, and if she decides to stay there, I don't think she's going to get crossed over to any of the housewives. So I, it doesn't matter what, you know, we all think that, that would be a good idea, though. I also don't think it would be a good idea. I just also don't think it's going to happen. Um, I can see them giving it to Yovana. She's brand new and she's apparently very thirsty for it. And she will deliver something. We don't know the quality of it, but she'll deliver something. And she's probably a lot cheaper. So I can understand that. Do I believe that Nini put her up to some stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Because it's housewives. The games are the games, okay? So it is what it is. Was she a pawn? Absolutely. Nini has a job to do. She's been doing this job longer than anybody else on this show. So the game is the game. And sadly, Nini doesn't want to tell us that because that's also Nini. Nini is Nini. So it is what it is. And it's about the last thing I can say, that phrase. Do I want Yovana on the show? I'll take it. I, I don't have much of an issue with it. I think there's so many people against her at this point, and it's when people for her, because it means taking down Nini, that I think those people who are for her, it'll bite them in the ass, and I also think Yovana has a personality that bites others in the ass on her own, and I think she could give a nice little, well, Kenya run for her money, so I'm okay with that. I really am. So, we'll see what happens there. It's the end of the reunion. I am nervous that Nini might not return. I don't know if she won't return at all, or ever. I'm curious to see what will happen, but allegedly, and according to TMZ, it's Yovana full-time next year, so, or next season, next, whenever this shit comes back out, and that is the tea, so oh, I hope she delivers, but I think that might be um, a very slow end to an era, and I don't think they need to bring Phaedra back. I don't think they're going to, because Phaedra is over there on marriage boot camp, and it's not that they film at the same time, it's just never have I seen people go from weed to Bravo to weed to Bravo, except for Brandy Granville. I have not seen that happen. So, and there've been a few go to weed, but usually it's the kiss of death. That once you make it on marriage boot camp, you're so desperate that they don't, Bravo doesn't want that kind of desperation. And the boyfriend that Phaedra has, to be honest, they started dating and they were within like a year, I think they were announced to be on marriage boot camp. So, was it a real relationship? Probably not. Allegedly, they're great, and that's great. But if we're talking about people buying boyfriends, yeah, I think Phaedra might have joined that team. That is just my opinion. I will not be watching her on Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition, but y'all can. You can let me know how she does if you, and if you think that love is real. But I don't think they need to bring back Phaedra. I think there's more than enough talent in Atlanta to go look through. I think you could definitely even move Quad on over or something like that from Married to Medicine. That is a great show to binge if you haven't already. Um, I really, really think that 
if anything, if anyone comes back, they need to make it right with Sheree. I think that is the true bone corrector, and no one has ever done it like Sheree has done it, ever. Lisa Renna tries. It does not always work. She is the pot stirrer, but she does not effortlessly bone collect and then stir pots up. She just asks questions, point blank range, and all people do is react viscerally, but not with any true breakdown that I can watch and hear and dissect. And with that being said, we'll move over to Beverly Hills. This was a lot because it was just like a petty fight after petty fight. And I realized how tired I am of that on any other franchise that is not New York. They fought every other minute. I think that it is ridiculous for them to pretend that they don't understand where Denise is coming from. You are justifying her former husband that she no longer is married to and that was married to when her children were exceptionally young. You're justifying or you're assigning her a role in life based on a character that she played and an ex-spouse. And somehow that means that y'all have a path to talk about whatever the fuck you want in front of her kids. Like, her kids know what's going on. They are aware. I know they are. I know how to use the internet when I was in under, you know, in high school and so do these kids. You can watch Euphoria and see what your kids are going, uh, you know, what doing and whatnot. It's a wild, wild word on Euphoria, though. Very good show. But I will say, are you, are you kidding me? All these ladies would have a fit if any of this stuff went on talking about in front of their kids. And how I know that to be true is that it's never been done before. Until we got to Denise, we've never seen them talk about this wild shit like that in front of their kids and actual sexual escapades and stuff. They're setting up a precedent because they want to make Denise look bad or whatever. I do think Denise has some kind of agenda to keep her image good enough so because she's going to court with her ex-husband. I do think there is an agenda there for why she needs to crack down on this. But I also think it's a bit naive and, and ridiculous and ignorant and stupid and unfriendly to just assume that because somebody has had a wild path to your assumption and has played in characters or in movies as characters that were wild, or even that to claim this because somebody's an adult with a active sex life that they like to talk about, that means they want it all talked about in front of their kid all the time and other kids with other parents who may not have anything any kind of association to that stuff. So the understanding of, well, their their kids went to Charlie Sheen's ex-wife's house. They should know. That's not fair because it's really more so assigning it to the daughter. And I'm a kid of divorced parents and I would really appreciate if people did not assign my parents' characteristics to me. I didn't ask for that. I don't care what they do in Barrett's and the y'all off. Don't do that. Don't be like, well, that was his kid's house. So that means nothing. That does not... I mean, the kids don't deserve to have friends or be able to get their damn ice cream from the ice cream bar without, you know, being accosted with sexually explicit conversation by grown-ups. Y'all want to talk about this stuff with your own parents, but you expect Denise to be cool with it being talked about in front of her kids. And Rena, the argument that your kids learned how to give blowjobs from your book is not a good one. And now at least they know how to give them correctly. That is not a good argument. That's a bad one. Put it away. And to say... Do you talk to your kids about the hookers? Bitch, you are so blessed that Denise is either saved or Eric or Aaron got that voodoo dick or Aaron is doing miracle work and 
using some energy power or something to keep Denise's chakras in place or whatever the fuck, because that's a hard slap on arrival. To say to me, do I talk to my kids about the hookers? That is, that's worse to me than do you, were they doing coke in your bathroom? Because are you, are you kidding me? First of all, it's hard enough what these kids probably have to hear about at school and on the internet or whatever about their father and his past life and behavior. And Denise is doing the best she can to filter it. And if they, like she said, if they bring something up, she discusses it as best she can. But we all have, even Rena, we've had kids in our presence that we've had to simplify things to. It is incredibly hard to do, but we do it. And Denise probably is no different. And she probably would say, you know, this is just daddy's uh, friends or business associates. And they're just, you know, here for the moment. You don't, well, how do you explain, why would it be appropriate to explain hookers to to children of any age, honestly, and to have that conversation unless they wanted to or anything like that? Like, what kind of a question was that? Just utterly ridiculous. So, Rena really could have kissed my ass right then and shut the fuck up. But to pretend like we don't understand Denise's feelings just because the kids are old enough to know doesn't mean they need to know. And they don't need to know from a bunch of strangers and grown ass women who should know how to talk at a dinner party. And Sutton, bless your heart. But I'm sure you've had dinner parties where there have been kids there. And I know you didn't let the conversation steer in this direction and whether at one of your Southern sensible you know, responsible dinner parties. So to say, and maybe if there's adult conversation, maybe it'd be best for the kids not to be invited or be in another room. Bitch, that's her house. If her kids want to be there and have a barbecue in Malibu in the middle of the summer, they could do that if they goddamn want to. The answer is not, we're going to be rowdy. You should know the bunch that you invited. So you might as well not invite your kid and their friends. That's not the answer. The answer is there's kids present where the adults have a little decorum, speak at least in hushed tones. I don't know. But anyways, the house and Paul Springs are gorgeous. Kyle got a lot of issues. And I'm not saying that anxiety is like not something, it's something to play with. I realize it is a valid thing. Uh, trust me, we all do. We all suffer from it from in some regard or have or know someone who has. But she she can't travel. So why is she leading these trips? She don't like the plane. She don't like the train. She don't like the bus. She don't like the gut. She don't like the boat. She don't like the hang glider. She don't like them. So why are we doing this? We know she's going to get motion sickness. Why are we going to high altitudes and far away places? Let's just staycation in Kyle's backyard and call it a day. Let's just get on the 405 and just go to like the very next city that we can get off of in an hour, which is probably just like two exits up. So let's just do that. And I don't need the connection to her family. I don't really care. Just say we're going on a trip and our favorite rocket ship. That's a reference for anyone that has kids or knows what I'm talking about. Um, get in the boat or get in the train, get in the caravan or the van or whatever. Go to Palm Springs and just be like, I want to have girls weekend. We look at pretty views. We get drunk. We eat a lot of good food. Cool with me. You know, there's a beauty there. I thought it was gorgeous. The winery, the everything. It was very felt very Beverly Hills this entire trip, which was great. Um, they felt very, so old school going to bed so early for people who want to talk about threesomes all day. Um, going to bed at like, what, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock? I was shocked, but, you know, they were drained from all the fighting. So drained, they're going to wake up and do it again. And Ren, it's like, we just need to talk about it. 
we just need to all talk about it. And there's just so many fights going on. I don't even know which ones to keep up with. We're not really friends. Y'all two are really good friends. You won't let us talk about these things at your house. Why are you acting so judgy? And I didn't like being judged. And you went to therapy. And well, you and I have third time. But well, then why are you calling her your best friend? I was reminding of why I chose not to go into high school education. I chose elementary instead because at least that pettiness I can follow a little bit better and I have a lot greater of a chance of it expiring before I even really get up. So, wow, they were hard to follow. But I will say I'm still very intrigued, I guess, because the fights are solely about what's going on in the group and what's going on in real time where I have stake in the fight like I have seen the evidence I've seen all the sides and I know all the players and it's not so much fueled off of what's going on social media so I really appreciate that that might be one of the major differences of this season and last but I appreciate knowing all the fights and all the players and all of the evidence because it all happened on screen in front of me so it gives me a lot more reason to get invested in it and I appreciate that so All in all, that is Housewives, and it was the quickest rundown I've probably ever given, but it is honestly because I am just so damn exhausted, and I didn't even want to talk about that, but I needed a minute of a distraction so that I can say I do love what I'm doing. I do love this podcast, and I love all of you. If you made it this far, awesome. If you didn't, you won't even know, but I I don't care, and I am probably going to take a break, but I wanted to recap Housewives a little to let you know that I do plan on returning. I do not know when. I I don't know when to tell you that I'm going to feel open to talking about frivolous, petty bullshit when I genuinely am feeling like I don't know what to do, what my place in the world is. I'm afraid of opening social media and my DMs and seeing disappointment and seeing, you know, and feeling betrayed by people who want to bargain and barter my value in this nation and in this world. So I am appreciative of the people who are fighting them for me because honestly, your Black friends are tired. So before using them in any sense in conversation of why your opinions are informed and it's because of who you surround yourself with, that's great, good or bad. You're going to always find someone who doesn't agree with it. The thing is to constantly keep growing, moving and changing and learning from each other. But those Black friends are tired. Those family members are tired. The coworkers are tired. So please, at this moment, just don't talk to each other because I don't really want anyone talking to me and I do appreciate everyone you know being like I just want to let you know I love you and I will get to them eventually but I just I, I cannot consistently feel and then you know try to placate with feelings of people who don't understand my struggle because it is consistently feeling like there is somehow a that is wrong but conversation 
Like, but violence is not the answer. But we can't loot. But why destroy the community? But what about the businesses? But it's your business and your family's business. And what are the people's lives that their livelihoods? And I'm just like, everything is a but except for the fact of it's my life. It's someone else's life that is lost here. It is not a business. It is not an insurance. It is not a fire department call. It is someone who cannot be replaced at all, period. And it is done so senselessly and so quickly that there is no other response to I'm sorry. And it's definitely not one that starts with a but. So at the moment, I just, I don't know when I will be returning to social media. Occasionally I will check in, I I guess, but it's going to look very different until I feel like I can safely navigate without basically getting kicked off the app. That's all it really is. So talk to each other. You know, if you feel like you want to be an ally, like I said, you can Google it and you can talk to the people the the other fellow white people that are pissing me off and other people off because odds are if they're pissing you off they've already reached a new level of frustration in me that I can't explain so if you see something say something and make sure you're not a bystander otherwise you can definitely unsubscribe there's plenty of podcasts that allow for bystander behavior and you're welcome to any of them with that be safe stay safe stay home if that applies to you Um, Even if it doesn't and you want to stay home to protect yourself, do that. Uh, Stay happy. And I will return as soon as it feels right. Take care of yourselves, everyone. And watch something that does make you happy because at least that is something that you can do. You can do escapism, but reality, we cannot escape. So just keep it in perspective and take care of yourselves and try to watch out for each other. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Mani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.